all that I wanted. The foe in affection, I summon and dub it. Cause I got problems on problems on problems on problems on problems. Alright, guys, welcome back to the Be Better Mindset podcast. I'm your host, Royce. In today's episode on part two on being unstoppable, I got my wife with me. Hey. So. Before we start talking about it, guys, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you guys don't miss another episode because we are going to be talking about all the nuggets about being unstoppable. So you got to make sure you stay tuned. Anyways, guys, the topic today is going to be all about manipulating time, you know, using time to uh, to your advantage, using time as an ally and um, just harnessing the true power of time into your advantage will allow you to become that unstoppable person that you're trying to become yep. right so and why why i started with this is um i had a, actually had a had a conversation with one of my clients and i've been trying to to get him to read this particular book this particular book is actually going to allow him to really just get more clarification and understanding in the problem that he constantly is talking about and um, I gave him the book like three weeks ago. And then I asked him today, I was like, yo, how's that book going? Guess what he said? I don't have enough time. <laughs> I don't have enough time. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just shaking my head because num- number one, guys, I, I used to be that. I was the same guy. And I used time as an excuse. It's the easiest excuse to use. Um, and... Uh, my excuse was was just that. I was like, hey, I'm running a business. You know, I'm still, I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to work. Um, I have a relationship. Like, I just don't, I don't have time to read a book. Why would I, why, why would I have time to read this book? And um, guys, it's, it's, it's such a problem because it's the number one barrier for anyone to make really any new habit changes. And once you start to understand that learning and reading something in particular will allow you to solve a problem sorry (laughs) i just burped guys sorry you will inevitably unlock more time for yourself right so and here's how i explain it the first time you did math you had 10 questions on that math problem right it's just simple multiplication how long did that take you the first time Right, three times three, six times four, seven times nine. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember having competitions in our classes. Yeah. Where you would, like, mm-hmm. the teacher would say go and then have the timer on. You'd flip and then everybody would fill out the problems and then exactly. you'd kind of see who could get faster and faster and faster. But yeah, the first week of school where the teacher introduces you to. Yeah even the concept of it, you're pretty slow. And then you You do that every day. Yeah. And you know, when you look at it first, without them even teaching you it, you think it's Chinese. You're like, I'm never going to figure this out. I can't believe my my two-year-old, older brother figured this out. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. So you're like, this is impossible. Right? And, um, And it's very easy to just go, hey, I actually don't have enough time. Yeah. To learn it. And here's what's really cool. We spend almost a month learning multiplication, and then we do that game. And the first time we do the game, it might take minutes, right? Or, or longer for some. And then the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, people are doing it in what? I don't know, 30 seconds? 30 seconds. 
So guys, that's just a small story of what solving problems can potentially do, how you can gain some of your time back, right? So yes, at first, you and that problem is going to spend a lot of time together because you don't know how to solve it. But then once you start to read something, ask for help, inevitably, you're going to get more time back because instead of having that problem take you almost 30 to 40 minutes to solve, it's going to take you seconds. Right. Right? What can you do with that extra 39 minutes that I just gave you? Read a book. (laughs) I'm going to read a book. (laughs) Yeah, people can read a book. People can work out. People can spend more time with their family. Right? People can, can spend an extra time doing a phone call or acquiring a new skill or filling their cup. So a lot of times it's just it's just a scapegoat. Like why do you think people use that? Like what are some other reasons why you think people just want to use time as an excuse? Well, I would say that I've heard this in relation to my old clients a lot with nutrition. So somebody wants to lose weight and they don't want to spend time on the front end evaluating what they need to do and coming up with a plan Mm -hmm. that would then on the back end make it so that it's just sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, But they like to use on the front end, like, give me something easy. Um, I would hear a lot of people say, like, I don't want to I don't want to have to think about it. They don't want to be conscious yeah of it so they're asking for just something like quick like just give me a meal plan i'll just follow that which nobody ever does right they don't want to put in a little bit of work on that front end yeah to actually look at okay let me get conscious let me get involved here let me learn something new and Mm. then it's going to be a time saver on the back end i love that i want to stay on that part where you said i don't want to think about it Mm -hmm. and in in our little analogy earlier with the math when you do it long enough if actually if i gave you 10 really just single digit multiplication questions most likely you probably don't even have to think about it you just start to answer (laughs) it right and you get you guys you guys can get to the don't think about it stage but it does take time it takes time to practice and then you do it over and over and over and over again and you can absolutely get the result that you want. However, it's gonna take a little bit of some sacrifice. Right. I just don't even wanna think about it. Perfect, well I got the thing for you. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna solve all these problems for the next six months. And then at some point, you're never gonna to have to think about it. Yep. And this is what's crazy. We do this for fitness as well. We do this for weight loss. Right. Same thing like you were saying, right? For the first initial six weeks, we are gonna track this, 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 and this, and they go, oh, it's just too much time. Right. Right? And then they never do it. But I'm gonna tell you the most successful athletes, the ones that are completely shredded out of their face, when you ask them how much do they track, what is normally the answer? Well, most people, yeah, either continue to track if that was working for them sustainably, Mm -hmm. or they've used like how we give people hand measurements. Yeah or the plate method. So it's a way to continue to track, yeah. like without necessarily using an app. We still mm-hmm. do that. We use the plate method every day, really. Right, but it's it requires, so it's, but it requires zero thinking. Oh, right, yeah. You could just look at a plate and be like, that's good. 
It has everything that we need. Right. It might not be to the extra gram, but because we spent years on tracking and identifying how much grams of everything is, yeah, right. We did all that hard work for six, seven months. For me, almost ten, off and on for ten years because I tried different things because I'm weird. Yeah, but try right? in the trying, you also learn so much. So every time we did. Like we did zone one time, yeah. we did paleo one time, we keto. I tried keto. You know, weighed and measured everything. Yeah. But each time you're taking away information about food that you don't forget. So now I just know exactly what it is. What's in particular foods, and then mm-hmm. that helps me to like now just create a plate. Yes. And it's a balanced meal, and I didn't have to think that hard about it. But it's mm-hmm. also conscious. So bringing it back to that, because people do almost 80% of everything unconsciously just within habits the mm-hmm. first shock of you wanting to make a change is facing like the truth which can be painful sometimes yeah it's discomfort it's very yeah it's very uncomfortable yeah. when you have to face what you have been doing with your time so i know that you do time audits with people oh yeah and how uncomfortable is that when somebody actually looks at the time audit for their day or their week mm-hmm. to see what they have been spending their time doing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting um, objection that I always get now. Like when I do have someone actually sit down and I try to solve their problem and they use time, I actually don't even give them an objection. Instead, I'm just so curious. I was like, oh my god, you probably don't have enough time. Let's go check. Like, let's go take a look. I'm so excited to see how busy you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm coming with that energy, and then they're like, and then we start to write everything down, and then guess what they do? They're like, well, it looks like I can probably <laughs> can fit a little bit I can here. Probably fit a little bit in here. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing there and there? I was like, oh, I guess I could fit it in here. So going into it curious that maybe it's true, maybe you have zero time. Yeah. You know, I just be like, dude, no way, you have zero. T- Let's go look. I want to know what that looks like. That sounds exciting. You sound like a baller. And then they start to realize when they start to kind of like just put it down on paper that they're wasting hours and hours and hours and hours of time that they didn't realize. It's very easy to use time as like, like everything. You know what I mean? Right. But people never really want to spend, if if you want to acquire something so good, that you don't never have to think about it. Spend the first three months and put all your energy in acquiring that skill. Right. Eighty percent of your energy. If I want to get super fit, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything that I can, as hard as I possibly can. Eighty percent of my energy on there. Chances are, after three months, you probably don't have to think of a lot of things. So I would say something that I just thought of as an example would be cooking your own food. I had a lot of clients who just were not comfortable cooking their own food. Mm-hmm. Overall weight loss goal, then we see that there's a deficit in their skills of being able to control and cook their own foods, which can be you know, really helpful when you're starting a weight loss journey. So yeah. once you actually watch a video, once you practice, once you cook eggs for yourself, like once you do it, yeah. you have now acquired that skill. You're not going to have to continue to work so hard at that. So mm-hmm. like me learning how to cook over the last few years, yeah. um, like in my young 20s, I watched 
like so many cooking channels and like taught myself how to cook really well. So now yeah. it's not a big deal for me. But on the front end, yes, you do have to put in, like you said, the time to acquire that skill. And then mm-hmm. once you've acquired it, now how much time has that freed up? Because I don't have to continue to watch videos. I just know how to cook for myself. Exactly. You put in the reps. I put That's in the reps. That's what you use. So it's like when someone's trying to acquire a new movement, aka like a muscle up or an overhead squat or snatch, the the immediate question followed up with that is like, how many reps have you put in? You know, how many times have you done this movement? Right. Well, it's like, it's really my third week. <laughs> yeah. People Doing get very this, frustrated on that third week. They want to have wanna, that skill. Yeah. And then, and then I have to bring in the person that's, that looks like they're doing it really well, right? And I'll have to pull them off to say, hey man, how long have you been doing this movement? Oh, I've been doing it for 10 years, right? Like, how, how many reps do you think you've put in? Oh, like 10,000 or 5,000, right? Right, And it really starts to bring clarification. The side effect of putting more reps in just naturally just makes you better. Yeah. But people want to, they, they just refuse. Uh, really, what they have is they have a, they have an awful relationship of just not being good at something. Right. Right. So that's that's why time is such an important thing. When And for people that are unstoppable, they look at time like that. It's right. like, okay, good. I suck at that. I'm going to put 10,000 hours on this and let's go see what happens. I might not be like the bestest of the bestest, but I guarantee you they're probably going to get really, really good at it over time. Yep. And that's just the truth. Some people are, are like hyper, hyper gifted that they can learn it much faster, but they still put time in. Yeah. You know, Beethoven didn't just all of a sudden start playing piano and it was just like amazing. Spent hours on that. Yeah. There's, um, I think it was Led Zeppelin. Is it Led Zeppelin? It's not Led Zeppelin. But there was, there was a guitar artist. Oh, someone's going to correct me on this. But anyways, there was a guitar artist that was too poor to purchase his own guitar. He just didn't, but he he put fake strings on his broomstick, mm-hmm. and just like little lines, and he would just he would play riffs just like how it was without the strings, and he would do this for years, and then he eventually had made enough money that he can purchase his own guitar, and guess what he was able to do? He's about to, he was he was really good at the start, yeah. and everyone ta- everyone taught or thought that he was like this uberly talented person and he pulls out his little broomstick with little strings on it right (laughs) he's still putting in the reps he was putting in the reps even even though he didn't have everything he needed which is another nugget on itself right right so in a nutshell guys if you want to get really really good at something put a lot a lot of time into it and how do you plan your time so plan your time. So that's the other side to this. Yeah. Right? So people that are unstoppable, they they plan their time accordingly, almost systematically from day to day, week to week, quarter to quarter, month to month, year to year. Right. So you can actually hit that goal that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not only planning the time, but they're also planning whatever goal it is. Yep. Right? They put a target on the board and then they use the time that they have to move as close to that goal as possible. Right, so, and time can be misused if you don't have a target, I feel. Oh, definitely. Right, so. For me, when I plan my week, 
it's a way that I also build confidence in myself because there's times that I have something in my calendar that I get to that time in the week that I don't want to do. Like I'd rather maybe take a nap or I'd rather scroll on, you know, Instagram and just do something kind of mindless for a little bit, but it's on Mm -hmm. my calendar and I've committed to doing it. So there's, and we've talked about before kind of motivation versus just like effort. And when it's on my calendar, I've promised to myself that I'm going to do it. So then once I start the task and I'm present, I actually accomplish it. And then at the end of the week, when I go back through, if I did happen to miss something, I, I use it as a learning opportunity. So I get really curious, like why, why why, did I miss that? Why did I do that this week? And how can I plan better for the next week? Because I said that I wanted to read those 15 pages a day of my book and I had it scheduled. It was for in the morning. It was, you know, at Mm -hmm. eight o'clock that I was supposed to do it. What happened? Could I be doing it at a different time? So what happened specifically that pulled me off? Right. And is that something that was really like an emergency? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. stuff happens with Lucas Mm -hmm. and that truly is sometimes an emergency. But I think the slippery slope is when you convince yourself that something is an emergency that you could have actually mm-hmm. planned for. Yeah. So I know that with work, like it's likely that on Fridays, I'm going to get an extra 15 emails from my students. So now I actually have an hour allotted for that in the afternoon Yeah. versus before I would have something maybe planned that was a goal that was specific to like my own personal learning goals mm-hmm. and it kept you know not happening so instead yeah. of changing the goal instead of just not doing it yeah. I actually like looked and like readjusted and thought like how can I still make this work oh okay I do an hour of emails here and then after I've gotten those emails done then here's the mm-hmm. time slot where it's more appropriate for me to be the learning so I like that. It's grow. It's ever growing too. Yeah, like the the advantage of planning your time, guys. Number one, like you, if if there was that audible in place, something does happen. You know where you could probably put it back in. Right. Right. Like hopefully you have you have the twenty four hours. There's some 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 space there where you can actually be like, well, just in case something happened. I'm just going to drag that thing that I'm supposed to do and I'm going to put it right there on that little 15 minutes. Yeah. Right, or whatever it is. So there's a huge advantage to that. The other advantage to it is also looking back and be like, how come I didn't hit it? Mm-hmm. And here's where it's really fun because for me, I'm an entrepreneur. And for the longest time, I would actually be doing all the fulfilling. I would be doing literally every single thing in my business. I would be doing all the coaching. And the moment you have an amazing team to start to work for you you have all this time that's open and here's the problem guys if you leave that time open guess what's going to happen in there everyone's going to come in there and they're going to start taking your time and they what they do is and it's it's actually my fault because i didn't i've never booked anything inside those spaces to get any work done so i end up talking to people for hours at a time and i'd be wasting it and the way i had i learned this was um, I had a, had a mentor was like, he's like, would you, what would, what would happen if one of your coaches missed a session? 
or not just missed one session, they missed like three or four sessions every single day. And I was like, that's silly. I'd fire them. Mm-hmm. And then he, and he was like, well, I'm going to tell you, you're doing that with your time. <laughs> right. Right. You, you have these, you, you have, you have all these sessions that you have in your head of what you're supposed to do and you're not showing up to them. You're not showing up to them and you're not doing any of them. Yeah. Would you hire yourself? I was like, oh my God, nope. I guess not. So I started to block out those times for myself to actually get work done. And now I'm even more productive. Yeah. Right? So I open up all this time, but now I'm planning my time. That actually does make sense. So for those of you guys that maybe are entrepreneurs, that are maybe just like a stay-at-home mom, if you're not making those appointments that you created for yourself, you might as well fire your, yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? treat yourself like an employee and like would you would would you hire them if the answer is no you should definitely adhere to that time plan as much as you possibly can because you will never get to where you never or wherever you're trying to go yeah and i think that's something that we do as well is that we plan not just work tasks so a few years ago when I was really overwhelmed at work, I used Google Calendar just like I do now, but the only yeah. thing that was on there were work tasks. <laughs> so I called you out on it. Yes. And so I also think it's important that I really realized the effect that, you know, meditation or self-care had on me. So Workouts. if I put in there in the middle of the day a 15-minute meditation, before I, so I still do this, like on my teaching days, I have scheduled a meditation in between my two classes because I usually just need to reset mentally mm-hmm. and it'll be 10 minute guided meditation and I have it on my schedule. Yeah. So I know it's a reminder to myself instead of working for that 10 minutes, if I meditate for 10 minutes, then I actually completely change my energy mm-hmm. and that helps me to then finish up the last half of my day and I bring a different energy to that second class yeah and it's like night and day so I realize the the power of just that 10 minutes um, yeah planning your time for yourself yeah and seeing in your week Mm -hmm. when you have moments that are going to be a little bit more draining Mm -hmm. on your time and then how on the back end that you can fit something else in so Another thing that I used to do when I was working in private practice was on the way home, on the way to picking up Lucas, there was a car meditation that I would do. Those are dangerous for me. No, <laughs> you have to pick the ones that are for car meditation. Oh, I was no. doing the eyes closed you were, thing. They were like, ones. close your eyes. No, there is ones that you can <laughs> yeah. look up that's <laughs> specific for the car ride. Yeah. And you, it was such a game changer because it allowed me the space to shut my work day down mm-hmm. and then realize that I'm going into mom mode. Right. And before I would let those two bleed. So there was no get, distinction yeah. in time and I would be picking up Lucas, but I'd still be thinking about the last few things that I was doing, the email that I never got to answer that I need to do in the morning. Right. So instead, my 10-minute car ride, 15-minute car ride, I was so present and it allowed me that space and mm-hmm. just guided so mm-hmm. that let makes you you know think about for a few minutes how to like close that day out and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now I hit the second wind of energy so I can actually keep up with yeah. Lucas. I love how you said that because not a whole lot of people do this 
So, I mean, there's people that really just just push the pedal and grind as hard as they can for the next eight to 16 hours. However, like imagine a car and that, that you're driving and you just push the pedal as long as you possibly can without fueling. What ends up happening to that car? It just runs out of gas. It runs out of gas, right? And what you did there was you pushed the pedal, you stopped to get gas, right? So you can keep going, yeah. which in turn is, is, is the reason why this skill set is so important because it'll constantly make you unstoppable. If you're running out of fuel at the end of the day, you're for sure gonna be stoppable. Oh yeah. Right? So guys, that's a if you might have to rewind that last piece because this is a huge component of manipulating time, is is using some of that time to bring fuel back into whatever you're trying to accomplish. Because everything that is worth the journey of what you're trying to get requires fuel and that fuel is energy and sometimes that fuel is your mood. You gotta you gotta re up level. Yeah. Right? So such an important piece and the other side of time guys and i want to just like uh, probably end with this one because we're almost going 30 minutes okay wow time's running <laughs> look <by>. at us <laughs> that was a dad joke i don't know <laughs> i liked it um but but guys i mean it's uh it's consistency right plus yeah. the action plus time you repeat that formula over and over, you'll get whatever result you're trying to get. Yep. It'll just it'll just compound. So once people understand that if you just remain consistent, keep taking that action, and then you compound time onto it, you'll get anything you need. Yep. It'll happen in weight loss, it'll happen in finances, it happen into your mindset. Right? And um it's something that people were so wired for just kind of that instant gratification. The moment you can change that by listening to this podcast and understanding how time actually works, it's really fun. Yep. It's actually really fun to see what happens. It's like watching grass grow though, but then <laughs> but then that grass eventually is like it's a shiny grass though <laughs> it's a good looking lawn. <laughs> it's a good looking long grass right yep. so um guys just to recap um why this this uh this skill set is is, an, is is something that you want to acquire is because it is the number one barrier for anyone trying to make new habit changes if you want a new life if you want a new goal or I mean a, like a, just a new result yep. you need new habits you can't have the same ones right or you need to evolve the ones that you have it's coming once a week to work out maybe you need to evolve it to two to three and that requires unlocking some time yep. right and then plan your time plan your time accordingly and abide by it as much as you can and if you miss it you miss that opportunity something went wrong study it what happened why did I do that get curious get curious and then the last one, guys, to get the result that you want, you just need to remain consistent, take constant action, and then compound time to it. And you do all of those things, it will get to a point where you never have to think about it. You just get that good, you never have to think about it. So guys, hopefully you guys liked that episode. I know it was a little bit longer. And um, look out for episode three. See you guys soon. Be better. Peace. Bye.